This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. When in doubt, groove it out. My name is Keen. Top five here to thrive. I'm James. Welcome along to Sissy That Pod. Today we're discussing RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Six, Episode Nine. Drag thoughts, and I would say the worst episode of the season so far. I mean, with such amount of conviction and enthusiasm, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the worst episode of Drag Race, not the worst episode of Sissy That Pod. No, sort of a good episode for you. I would say as well. I always wait for around this point in the season for you to drop the line of "I'm ready for it to be done now." I've reached the point. No, I'm we... ready for it to be done now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've. You know, they've really enticed us with this game within a game. So, <laughs> you're, giving, um, you're giving them one more week. One more week. Thank you so much to everyone who came over to join us in the workroom where we'll be covering Holland uh, over the next couple of weeks and the rest of the international uh, versions that are that are set to join us before the end of the, the year. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did tease you and say that there was a rude girl coming. Plans got changed. Things didn't come to fruition. Watch this space very soon. But fortunately, we had a... Charlie, super fan in the form of Chris's Adam Dumb, to come fill their boots, and they did a fantastic job. And yeah, we will we'll stop rambling and let's kick off the episode. Chris's Adam Dumb, thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me, Charlie XCX Stan in the house. Is is what's what's a Charlie fan called? Do we have a name? We probably do. Now I'm not thinking of it. I was going to say, I, I almost said Charlie Bots, but that's Rita Orr. Rita Orr is the Rita Bots. Sorry. Rita the, oh. the fact that Rita Orr has like a star name. She made them herself probably. No one probably. actually identifies yeah. as that. She yeah. went on to Urban Dictionary and she made that that, inter- that uh, oh, entry they're, herself. They're the Charlie's Angels. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, I'd be into that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Or the angels and devils. So she always gets us to dress up as that. Like last concert I went to in, this is so depressing, but it was in Brixton in 2019 in October 31st, Halloween. Um, she got everyone to dress up as angels and devils. And I went as an angel. <laughs> <laughs> some, for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to be out of character this time. I'm yeah. Be character. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how has All Star Six struck you as a, as a season? Have you has your favorite lasted this long? I I've really enjoyed it. I actually do think that it was a, it's very different than what I expected. There's some people who are there, um, who I was like, oh okay, like I I don't think that anyone doesn't deserve to be there. But yeah, my preconceptions of some people, I'm like, oh, I can't believe that you like Trinity K Bonet. I'm like, how? I thought you were from like you know from our previous. You know, from what I've seen from her before, I was like, oh my God, this is insane. Like, she's doing so well. And I'm so happy for her. And Raja as well. Like, I definitely didn't think she'd be a front runner. I definitely thought we'd be looking at Jan and Scarlett. And, like, that would be our tops. I I think Trixie on the pit stop described it as, like, a top four that gays can really sit around at brunch and debate about. Like, we haven't had that. We haven't had that in a while because it's very much been like, well, there's the winner right there. That's who's going to win. Whereas this is one of those ones where it is kind of like anyone's game and you could, like, sit around and properly, like, have a proper boozy brunch talking about it. Yeah. So at the start of this week's episode, they do uh, our second mini challenge of the series. (laughs) And I was like, do we need this? It's somewhat enjoyable, but it did seem to sow the seeds of doubt throughout the episode, and it did seem to get in some of the Queen's heads. But it's basically... They had it, they had to come up with superlatives were being thrown around. Basically, it was a consensual consensus game. Who's the bossiest? Who's the gassiest? Who's the most likely to steal your boyfriend? You can spell Eureka's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked it. I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was really fun, and I think it did kind of, as you said, sow the seeds and kind of set it up for a little bit of drama later on. And I think most of it was harmless. I don't think anything was like too um, out there. Obviously. TKB was a little bit felt a certain way I, I, I yeah, pray yeah. the game but I was just kind of like I don't know when she picked herself as well to like be the next one to go home and then got upset about it I'm like mama you did that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. which two of you chose me and they're like I didn't do it yeah. oh, sorry, it was me Wait, who, who did pick her it you was her, her and Kylie, Kylie. Oh, yeah. Kylie yeah 
But I, 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 this had very much the feeling of obviously like a group who've been under a lot of pressure for like a number of weeks and they, like, if they had done this challenge week one, everyone would have had a laugh about it and no one would have cared. But because they've been under such intense pressure for the last while, people are just cracking. So I think that like TKB, and particularly because I think a big thing for her coming into this was like she had been pegged as the moody queen on season six and she was very like consciously trying to not be that. So then to have like to be given that card again that kind of like set it off but like poor eureka like very much was like got the the bossy queen the gassy queen the messy queen the next to go home queen like all of the really negative ones were given to her yeah. <laughs> i think they said that in untucked that they were like because she was taking them so well they were like okay we'll just say her again because you know she'll take you their stride whereas tkb got one bad one moodiest and she you know and she was still talking about it and to but, be fair how to prove a point like that was gonna say <laughs> It's like you're being moody about being the moody queen. It's like... Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if I was just being anal on this again, but most likely to steal your boyfriend, most of those drag queens would date men who like men. So surely they wouldn't be into Kylie. But then Kylie is like the sexiest. So I don't know. I, I was confused. Kylie that. transcends gender and, yeah. <laughs> and sexual <laughs> orientation. She's just <laughs> the sun, the moon, and the stars and everything. I think she, she could steal anyone under anyone's. I, I I would agree on that. Um, I think that even the most committed, um, platinum level homosexual male would be like, yeah, okay, I'm <laughs> I'm heading over here. Yeah, <laughs> this way to the dark room. <laughs> when you look up arousal in the dictionary, it's just Kylie Sony Globe. So <laughs> yeah, looking over her shoulder after she votes in the voting booth at you. <laughs> I love them. With those gravity-defying tits, I mean... Ginger and Kylie win. I thought that might mean that they get to choose some sort of running order or some sort of matching the characters with them. Nah, didn't mean nothing. So basically, they get they get, they start colouring in their, their little character. Shout out to Crayola, who you know, was clearly sponsoring this episode. <laughs> sitting here like i did not see that spawn con <laughs> <laughs> last time we were on we were chatting all about sparkly bubbly water this time oh my Crayola. god <laughs> has anyone watched drag tots this no. like no I... tamer have you even watched the show because <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah i was looking at it i was like it's it's kind of a funnish challenge it reminds me of the like the princess one they had to do back in um nine back in season nine and i would have liked to actually see them like create the little animated character as well because like they had i don't know i just think that would have been a fun little way to, to have it kind of to to tie it in to the actual show and mm. i thought the prize is going to be that like the winning queen got to be on drag tots no, yeah. that's what I was hoping for, but no. And actually, you're right. We didn't even get to see like the coloured image, like the one that they coloured in by hand of what the little character would look like at all. Some of them look pretty dodged, though. I wouldn't have wanted to see them. <laughs> I would love to see all of them. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been such an easy thing to do: just get pay somebody a day to create them all and then to show it to them in post. Yeah, so you're right. We were cheated of that. But the yeah, and the, the fact that they animated. Um, Latrice and Bianca after the fact it was like mm. obviously the resources were there to animate them as the characters but they chose not to so that was a bit weird Is that because those characters already existed? That they just had to wheel them out where they didn't have to make a new one? But I don't know uh, they, still had to, they still had to animate them It was very like yeah. Space Jam energy with the cartoon <laughs> in real life <laughs> uh, I did think I don't I, I do think how it, this drag talk thing based on the like little bit with Bianca and um and the trees it does just seem to be an avenue to teach like like school children drag race catchphrases like that's what that's what this oh, seems okay. to be it's like to start them really early but um yeah I don't think that it's sold to me as like I, I think I, I'll stick with Rugrats thanks very much <laughs> oh controversial <laughs> <laughs> It's like Rue is starting early to try and indoctrinate kids into the cult of RuPaul. Yeah, exactly. Because he, ne- he needs them to start early so they can get the skills up in order to start coming on like Drag Race Junior, <laughs> which is going to be just around the corner. In in 15 years, the people who are watching Drag Tots now will be on Drag Race. So what's that? Season 28? Stop. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They'll literally be so polished. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There's another mention of the Eureka Trinity K Bonet couple. I don't know if we want to get into that. How do, like what do we think? 
I'm just confused. Like, are like, is it just that they are kind of like flirtatious with each other, or is there an actual thing going on, or like, is it all just being played up for laughs and the camera? Like, I, I I'm really unsure unsure about what. I don't think it's for the camera because they seem to be. But I, I feel mm. like they, it seems they, they're hiding it. It feels more like they're hiding it than they're showing it off. I, I'd say they're bored. Like, I'd say I really think it's just kind of like it. Because I feel like they're obviously all quarantined as well. Mm. It's probably just like, a, oh, this is available. You know, yeah. like, let me just hee hee, ha ha. <laughs> like, it's not like a, it's not a definite thing, but it's like, yeah. a, I don't know. Maybe it's just like a way to pass the time as well. Because <laughs> I think you, I think you could call Trinity their boo in this episode. And like, amongst other things, is like Trinity. I, I call everyone my boo <laughs> everyone <laughs> i hope no one's taking it the way that you are <laughs> i owe a lot of exclamation <laughs> um, now one of my favorite moments of the episode was uh, the walk through with rue and raja he goes girl tell me what the name of your dot is oh queen see me and Rue's like, Queen, see me, Queen, see me, Queen, see me, Queen, see me. Queen, see me. I don't really like it. Do you know what word I like? Mexicatessin. Mexicatessin. Oh my God, I love Mexicatessin. And Raja's just like, you know, blink, blink, blink. Like, what is going on? <laughs> Rue's having a senior moment. So I had never heard of the word Mexicatessin before. Straight onto Google. Google it. Found an old tweet from RuPaul from 2013 responding to somebody saying, Rue, what's your favorite word? And it's in like old, old twitter talk like the old scrolls of twitter which was like the answer and then or t the person who asked them so it was like mexicatessin is my favorite word back from 2013 so rue has been on this mexicatessin shit for a while what is a mexicatessin i couldn't find a definition in it on any of the online dictionaries i think it's a chain of restaurants in canada oh i assumed it was like a fusion of mexican and texan food I presume it's a portmanteau of Mexican and delicatessen. Well, that's what I thought it was. And, and I assumed that it was like kind of, you know, if you went into like a spa in and to get your, you'd go to the Mexicatessen to get your like <laughs> spicy fajita chicken fillet roll. <laughs> wow. We need that. That would be a big shop if the different delis were sorted by I actually think nationality. That, I, I think that we should petition Gaysbar to fit a Mexicatessen. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it would just be a boujum in the corner of Gaysbar. Is, is Mexican food not, like, wouldn't be ideal for engaging in certain activities, though, surely? Yeah, but it's for the disappointed bottoms. <laughs> like, I guess I can go to the Mexicatessen. <laughs> And they have the absolute delight of saying yeah. the word as well. While <laughs> it's on par with the activities. I like to see like, you know, them trying to translate into Irish yeah. as well underneath it on the side. Oh my God. <laughs> never, never mind anal stimulation. It's all about aural stimulation. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I also that, like if Rue had no, has known what his favorite word has been since 2013, eight years ago, like... Do you have a favorite? Do any of us have a favorite word? Is that? A- I have a favorite word. Okay, go on. This is actually so random because I have not said this word in ages. Every time when you say it more, it doesn't sound like a real word. Kerfuffle. Oh. <laughs> it's just, do you know? And it's like, oh, it's a bit of a kerfuffle. And it's like, almost like, I don't know. It's so, it's so powerful. And it's so like. <laughs> it's so powerful. It, it, it does. It, it holds so much energy. Kerfuffle. <laughs> like there's so much going on. There's so much to digest. And like, it's just kind of like, oh, it's a bit of a kerfuffle. It, well, like it could a, be literally a disaster or like the smallest inconvenience. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I do like playing down big things as a bit of a kerfuffle, like, you know. Mm. <laughs> but doesn't it now sound like it's kerfuffle. not a word? It does. I think yeah. that, ha- that happens with most words, I think, if you just say them enough. Really? I'd like to be able to turn it into a verb. And like, do you know when you're just farting around not doing anything? Just kerfuffling. Just kerfuffling. Ooh. Oh, what's that song with shuffling? Everyone's kerfuffling. Not everybody kerfuffling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. I enjoy the word shenanigans. I, I've always, mm. I've always liked saying the word shenanigans, and you know, I think it's, it's well. One of my of favorite words at the moment is palaver. So I feel there's a real sort of tre- real sort of thread through the, our, our favorite words here. Hmm. Can you use an example? <laughs> I think it basically means the same thing as kerfuffle. It does. Like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, you're really eating off my plate there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Mexican. <laughs> 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 
this has been the season of queens really listening to what Rue's saying and then giving Rue exactly what he wants because this was a situation where TKB was all like I'm gonna have a message of empowerment my like comedy children's tv show is gonna be it's gonna be real serious and like talk about like accepting yourself and Rue's like yeah maybe don't do that and then the next minute she's like I'm gonna be a cat um, so I think like like Raj mm. in the Snatch Game, this has been a season where queens have just been like, whatever Rue says, do. But also Raj again, like changing Queen Simi to I see you queen, mm-hmm. which was better. Yeah. Yeah. Which was definitely was better. But I now in my head, I've, I've managed to override it to I see you bitch. And I was like, she didn't call her character bitch. She knows I see you queen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, one of the most uh, lively things that happened on the runway in this episode was Rue's dancing coming down the runway. Oh, yes. Who put pep in her stuff? (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at her being like, did she just sign another series of something? Was this when she found out she was getting money for international all-stars or something? Like, I think that was a good That was Drag Sock season two. (laughs) 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 Um, Bills were being paid. Yeah, it was very out of character. And like, then wasn't even acknowledged afterwards. But I'm here for it. If this is a new thing they're going to do. That's was it, it the excitement of Charlie X? Yeah, I think that might have been. It. We definitely it know. Might be. <laughs> it might be. Was it? I'm sure. I would have. I would have launched. <laughs> um, and did did okay. Charlie seem excited to be there? I was excited because I don't know. Obviously, <laughs> no, no, was Charlie excited? We you. Were yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, I. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to mince my words here, but she. He asked her question that it like related to her album. So I got excited because the first thing I thought was, okay, he knows her music, obviously doesn't. Because he was like, how are you feeling now? Which her album is called, how am I feeling now? Um, Or how I'm feeling now. So I was like, okay, so he knows. Like, you know, and I was like, maybe we'll get a song off the new album, but we'll cross that absolute (laughs) (laughs) kerfuffle. Them shenanigans ended up with a right blaver. Blaver. Those are the only words I want to hear. And and did you see Michelle Visage in her Tina Burner inspired dress? Yes. I I thought, I was like, how rich is it of her to have read Tina Burner the whole season and then kind of like have have a touch of flame on her dress? But at least the whole thing wasn't wasn't red orange and, and yellow and actually i was watching was it the pit stop or Purse first impressions and they were like raja with her purple trend throughout the season that's how you do a color arc throughout the season not the red orange and yellow but sorry her inspiration for the purple i was like I was, she was like those trees i was like wait is that it is that i i really thought i was gonna link back to something she's like i'm kind of hot and cold and i was like wow okay cool. i mean i support yeah. it but i mean she I won me over with that it's it's filled with hot and cold colors like you can't do anything out and just be like oh yeah mm, of course that makes lots of sense. i i love that Not explanation because i like it was mm. far yeah. de- it was far deeper than i would have thought that like it was going to be i just thought it was gonna be like i like purple but no, it led this whole extra to like. I think if you'd asked Tina Burner to explain, why did you? Because like, it's like the colors of fire. I'm a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> My life's a dumpster fire. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But does that mean she wasn't inspired by purple until she was on season eleven? This is so. It isn't like oh, I've always been inspired by purple. It's just when I left here, I found I saw trees I liked. Yeah, that's how I felt. And that's why I was a bit like, so you laughed, saw a tree, and was like, I'm going to redesign my whole drag career around it. That's why I was a bit <laughs> like, I don't understand. Because Tina, that was always her thing. So it's kind of like, okay, so she's had this thing the whole time. So I thought it might be like a deeper thing. Like, I don't know, someone close to her had passed away. I'd like to give her a purple locket or something. <laughs> Maybe I'm looking for something too deep, too much depth there. But like, yeah, fair all. She, she, she pulls off the purple yeah. well. Fair play to her. Maybe I she needs to change it. her name to Raja P. O'Hara, yeah. you know, and then the P's for purple, and then she ties it into her name, and then she can say that's her inspiration, like Tina Burner or whatever. I, yeah. I thought that the I thought she was going to refer to like the 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 situation with Black Lives Matter and everything because she kept going on about the color purple and I thought like this is like going back to that movie with with um with yes. Oprah and whatnot so I was like oh maybe this will all be part of it. it'll be like I saw these like beautiful trees and I was inspired by nature and freedom and then I was thinking back about the heritage of but no it's just like I like the color of those leaves. <laughs> She didn't even know the, tree, the name of the tree. Rue was like, oh, these trees. Yeah. I like yeah. <laughs> All right, let's kick off these these characters. Uh, TKB was up, up first with Felicia. 
the fur line. Um, I just found a bit, I don't know, the look a bit jarring with the white face and the pink fur. Like it didn't, it looked a bit evil, um, her presentation of it. And compared to some of the other queens, I didn't think she synced up her dialogue with the words that well. So I thought this was very middle of the road. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. It was one of my favorites. Like, I... Oh, <laughs> someone oh, smells no. like her fuffle. <laughs> I was going to, and I was like, I think we probably <laughs> never, never. Where Almost did you land, not. Chris? You've to split the difference. <laughs> I really liked the concept and the idea. Like, there was so much she could do with it, and I don't feel like she brought it all the way there. I'm like, I think Michelle was like, because I was a bit surprised when Michelle was like, you really like embodied the character and you really did this. And, you know, you went out and did that. And I was like, which is the same thing I was watching. I felt like it was a little bit lackluster personally, mm-hmm. because she was just kind of licking her arm and saying stuff. And I was like, okay, you could have given it more. Like she was meant to be like the person who teaches people how to walk the runway. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't think that she owned the runway. Like Rue just walked it. Rue yeah. absolutely <laughs> owned the runway. Rue owned the runway. Rue's character. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I feel like she probably could have taken it a little bit further. Oh my god, I'm such a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate when people say that and they have no idea if I try. Like, I could never do oh, half yeah. the shit that any of them w- Welcome to but... our world. <laughs> <laughs> but I, no, I thought that she was... I, like, I was sort of looking at these from the point of view of, like, what I think would be a good character in kind of, like, a magical Powerpuff Girl-esque sort of universe. Fair. And I really felt, like, in terms of, like, a character. And even though, like, the, the I thought that all of the presentations on the runway, with the exception of maybe Raj's, were a bit awkward. Because it was just kind of, like, you know, sort of, like, robotic movements or whatever. But I, I really mm. could see this being, like, a fun character in a children's TV show. Uh, you are right, though. It would have been nice to see, like, a bit of, like, runway strutting or kind of, you know, a bit more. But I, this is, I noticed about um, TKB and Raja and Ginger, there obviously was, like, set questions they were given about, like, what do you do if someone says something about wearing a dress? And, the, and all of the script that the three of those had was obviously their own, whereas for Kylie and Eureka, they were obviously, they were using the prompt questions, which I think shows that they were struggling mm-hmm. a bit more. Yeah, it was really hard to judge what was good, what was not. Do we judge the outfit? Do we judge the character? Do we judge delivery? Do we judge how it's presented to us? So I just was like, you know, I'm just going to go off sort of my instinct, whether I enjoyed it or not, and didn't overthink about why I liked it or not. And my instinct was was very lukewarm for Trinity, I personally felt. Um, So that's all I can say. (laughs) Ginger... (laughs) What's up next? <laughs> the professional opinion <laughs> with Tara Bell and re- whether she was a good character or not I just bought it all because I thought she synced the words so well and this was like a proper like, sort of like bit of sta- like a bit of comedy it was so well scripted and had the jokes in there she delivered it very well um, and like I said I don't really know if she'd be a good character or not because like the character is the character it's all about the script behind them But so I, w- I gave Ginger a big old thumbs up <laughs> I'm sure she appreciates it. <laughs> She's listening on. Oh my yeah. god! Thumbs up. Ah! Sorry, <laughs> I really did choose violence today. <laughs> I I did like Ginger as well. I thought Ginger did bring because I, I was first of all I was confused. I, I didn't forgot to say, but I was actually really confused about why they chose to deliver it this way. And it did well, it was very reminiscent of season nine where they were standing up and they didn't have their like sidekick character. Yeah. I was like, why didn't they get them to interact with each other or write an episode where they all participate together? Mm. It was really weird them standing there with the back with the the voiceover and they're trying to act it out. And I think I thought that Ginger did the best personally, just because she did come out looking like a cartoon character. Like she felt animated yeah. and animated. Ooh. Um, ooh, <laughs> she's a poet. And she had the the parasol of poise, you know, which I was like, yes. oh, that's a great little implement that you could like chat about and be like, oh, I need my parasol of poise like you could take from the TV show. Yeah, Princess Peach was screaming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Princess Peach is typing. <laughs> Letter of complaint. Uh, I, yeah. I, I thought that Ginger was really good. Like I, I, I don't know, there was something... But again, because I just had really enjoyed Trinity and Raj's, who I felt very much I could see fitting into what it is they were trying to do with the drag tots. I thought Ginger kind of felt very much like that's just Ginger Minge. There isn't like a character being created. It's just Ginger Minge sort of doing like wearing a 
sort of a child's dress. But no, I thought she was brilliant, and she definitely was. The, <laughs> she definitely was the best uh, overall at like sort of performing on the runway, and like was the least cringy to watch the sort of like bobbing and awkward sort of you know lip sync kind of business that happened. Yeah, I suppose Ginger Minj is a character in and of herself. So yeah, she didn't necessarily change herself, but she just presented her character as another character, I guess. Um, yeah. And I think we're, 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 what we're finding here, and I think obviously what the judges were finding was it's very hard to know what's the important parts of these challenges. And I think that might mm. be why, like I found, I, like you said, Chris, I found Michelle Visage actually more generous than usual. And being yeah. like, I think she said something to Kylie as well, which was like, really? You talk about? Um, and then I think the fact that they chose a winner and they put the rest in the bottom, they were just like, oh, so like it's spitting hairs. Is any of this really important? We'll just see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Raja was up next yeah. though with I See You Queen. And yeah, I just wrote like this was just really fun, a really fun presentation. And it seemed she seemed to really tr- transform herself into this sort of like purple alien creature. So I thought that was probably what won me over the most. Yeah, I loved all the googly eyes. Um, I thought that like she moved really well, and I liked the purple makeup. I, she looked fantastic. She yeah was great. Like definitely can see why she won. Um, and yeah, I see a queen. Obviously, a better name than Queen Seaman. See me, Queen see me. <laughs> <laughs> Slip it on <laughs> Fad Camp is a comedy podcast about the ridiculousness of fad diets and diet culture, hosted by me, Grace Mulvey, and me, Connor Dowling. If you have a body of any kind, chances are you've crossed paths with at least one of the bizarre diet trends we cover in our show. And between me and Connor, we have done nearly every fad diet there is. Juice cleansing, fasting, the potato diet, which is actually a real diet by the way, and we don't recommend it. So join us as we try to make sense of the madness that is diet culture. Find Fad Camp everywhere you get your podcasts and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fad Camp Podcast. So as you know, we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, home to plenty of podcasts like Fad Camp that you just heard there, a podcast all about the bizarre and ridiculous fad diets from over the years of celeb culture. I remember doing the lemonade diet one time and I did it for about four days and it honestly almost murdered me. Like it would that's the one where it is like literally water, paprika and or cayenne pepper and like a squeeze of lemon. Mm. And you have nothing else but anyway, but you know, now we all understand that fad diets are not it. <laughs> no, they're not. Not just Fat Camp, there's loads of other good podcasts on there and you've an opportunity of supporting the podcast on there, including us by signing up to headstuffpodcast.com and in exchange we'll get a big thanks from us and you'll get at a range of wonderful bonus content in the form of the workroom this week in the workroom we're joined by brian m lloyd and we're discussing death becomes her the cult classic yeah absolutely um we we go deep into the analysis of it like and i think uh, it was it was a really fun one to rewatch and kind of like have a look into the mechanics of it and like look back at like what the what the 90s was like that early 90s point when like tim burton was at his height so i mean it's, it was a really fascinating conversation and i think that anyone back there will enjoy it so maybe you want to hear a little bit of setup about it right now Watching Death Becomes Her, where two ostensibly awful women tear each other to shreds over the affections of an entirely unremarkable man, raises an interesting question. Why are gay men so obsessed with divas? Maybe it's the undeniable entertainment value of two women swinging shovels at each other, or perhaps it has something to do with members of the LGBT community relating to individuals who have the gall to assert their own worth, even as it directly contradicts the value placed in them by the rest of society. Though Madeline and Helen are both technically cast as villains in the film, watching now, it's impossible not to see them as sympathetic figures. They're fighting to keep the status which their beauty once afforded them, they're fighting against the system, and we root for them because they're trying to win a game that's rigged against them and all too often as an experience shared by queer people that hot take is not as original as it may seem and you'll see lots of articles online that will tell you how for as long as anyone can remember divas divas have spoken to us about their shared experience of oppression and how they've overcome it and how that is just so damn empowering eureka came out as a villain alexandria mcqueen i thought Come on, I would have liked you to push the ball a bit further there. And then I wrote down, what's their motivation? And then I was like, 
that's not important. I don't care what the motivation is. I'm just <laughs> trying to write something. It lacked something. I don't know what it was. I feel maybe she wasn't giving it the welly. Like when I think of what Eureka did for her first and show up queen, like that's the sort of level of commitment I felt I needed from Eureka. And I just kind of felt her. she was kind of one foot out the door. I mean, I think mm. that dress was phenomenal. She did look very like pork chop. So when the face came out, I was like, well, that, that was like a, an illusion I wasn't expecting. Uh, also, I thought that the floating head, though, wasn't that was a, a bit, but yeah, very odd. Also, Michelle Visage <laughs> hates farts and fart humor, as we know. So mm. I was sort of surprised that that Eureka didn't get it more on the runway. And you are right. Alexandria McQueen is not exactly the most original or creative. Like that is very much an idea you have when you were just like fully out of steam. Well, how how back yeah. to back are these episodes? I think she was fully out of steam. I, I thought it, I thought it was good when she came out originally. The very first thought of popping to my head was again Tesco version. Tesco getting a major shout out that should be sponsoring, but um of Violet Chachki coming back for season eight. Oh yeah, with the crown and the was that yeah. not like yes. the same. I was going to say the same cinema, but obviously like little and large, so maybe not the exact same cinema. But um, yeah, that that's the first thing. It was very similar. In the floating head, I got like ornation, <laughs> just like this sort of head <laughs> on a pa- on a patterned oh body. My God. Okay, ornation come Balachowski um, finale. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I don't think she she didn't come across as a villain. There was so much more she could have done with it. Like you were you were the only wait no because wait is Sonika villain or no? Yes, surely. I, I think she kind of yeah was, she was yeah villain. was she I thought I got kind of like Professor McGonagall Harry Potter kind of vibes. Uh, yeah, know, sorry, I totally jumped ahead. But no, <laughs> no, but, but I don't know. I, I just like I think why I wrote what's your motivation is I feel like when you're a villain you like in your head what you're doing is okay i think and i just kind of was like but, Greek was like oh i'm evil but i yeah i i thought it was i thought there was going to be more to it because like all of the like talking head bits throughout the episode was obviously based around eureka having these like feelings of i haven't been good enough i haven't got my win i deserve to be where i am i deserve to be on the top i need to prove myself and then also kind of like saying about how she has to take all of this negative negativity and criticism as a bigger queen she had like she gassy messy like people have these opinions of her and and how she was going to imbue her character with that and I thought kind of like a villain who's only a villain because people have been really mean to them but then kind it's of like starts... the story of Wicked right kind like... of yeah like that would have been like I thought that was going to be the storyline we were... I thought we were actually just going to get Wicked the stage show I thought she was going to come out <laughs> and just do Defying Gravity and that was going to be it but no but I, I then did think it was kind of lacking something in terms of a character or yeah like they're, 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 it seems like they were building it up to more of a head of steam than it ended up having and she was out of yeah. steam so that was probably the reason <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> finally then Kylie I actually didn't even write down Kylie's character's name because they it all I thought it was fun I thought she looked very old though I thought she looked like Julia Waters or something like Mrs. Weasley or like I thought she she looked maybe like a woman in her 50s I don't know what she did to her face but <laughs> I was like like a good looking woman in her 50s a woman in her 50s nonetheless um, I was like have you seen women in their 50s? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah I thought it maybe lacked a bit of delivery but it certainly was distinct hmm. yeah I liked your little book I, I mean, it was yeah. it was very like you know like it was fairly standard witch costume, you know. Yeah. And um, like even, again, talk about how 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 good the judges were. You know, Ross matches like, and then you turn around and oh my god, you had a bow on your back. It's like wow, a bow. I mean, is that is that it? Is that the like <laughs> the reveal of the century? <laughs> never mind wig reveals. Never mind like costume reveals. A back bow. A back bow. <laughs> The back bow. Uh, I thought that she looked super cute when she had the skirt off and she was like in the little kind of little legging things she's made. Mm. Like I, I was like, why didn't she take that off and like walk around? Because there was something real sexy about it. Um, yeah, and even the way the that the it, thing was... moved looked strange yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say that like this is probably the first time that she's walked the runway and didn't look incredibly sexy. Yeah. Like yeah. immediately. And then... Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really good, but I was I felt a little bit let down because I thought we were gonna get like a little bit of a hot mess because like backstage she was like she had one one yeah. hand on the makeup brush and the other hand was you know sewing to get her the thing and I was like oh my god she's gonna come out it's gonna be an absolute hot mess but I was like she had props she had the yeah. bow at the back 
it came across. I was like, okay, shit, ha, everything. This is the only time I think that Charlie Axiax got to speak. Because <laughs> obviously, for some reason, they get all the air. T- well, obviously, because the Drag Race fans would love, you know, Latrice and um, Bianca. But they gave Charlie, like, one line. And I think she said something like, oh, well, she's really come out of the broom closet. And I was like... No. <laughs> why, why that line? <laughs> I was so upset with that. I was like, oh God, that's her input. Pretty that must have been her, be- her best line as well, if, they, if that was her one contribution. Oh. Right, oh. Is no one feeding her lines? How did you feel about the Latrice and Bianca kind of interludes? I thought they were awkward as fuck. I liked She's a Witch, a woman in total control of herself. Thought that was fun. What I didn't need was the judges being like ah! <laughs> every time because i'm like i know how these things work they you didn't hear that you just this is kind of laughter i'm not a fucking idiot so yeah. just put them in and pose i'll laugh at home on my couch and we'll get on with it i'll laugh at home <laughs> if i choose to yeah. If I, do- <laughs> I yeah it was a little bit kind of too it was too scripted obviously because they've had the chance to kind of sit back digest the episode probably yeah and then give their input and like the laugh was already there so they were probably thinking oh god i really need to be funny here <laughs> so um that was a little bit i and there was too much as well like and even at the end it was like is the bus still running i'm like you're you're doing too much like sit down like it was it was a lot it was a lot and i was just kind of like and latrice going back to like the get those nuts away get those nuts away from my what was yeah. it Get those nuts off. Yeah, you're right. Like there was they an were awful crisps, lot of were they? there was an awful lot of kind of like one liners and throwbacks and catchphrases and it's like come on, like we're not here. First of all, it didn't make me want to rush to watch drag, drag talks, which is what I assume it was supposed to do. <laughs> it was like you were kind of like, OMG, I've got to get on there and see the tree say the same line and the only line she ever yeah, says. Do you reckon the tree says that in every episode? The character's walking along and someone's eating an orange. Get that orange away from my face. And yeah. <laughs> someone's having candy floss. It's like, get that candy floss away from my face. That's all the character does. That's the whole season. You spoiled season two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I thought, yeah, whatever. It was grand. Uh, well, <laughs> I thought whatever. Wow. <laughs> that really sums it up. That sums them up their whole little panel at the side. So we're happy that Raja won. We all agree. I think that's yeah. fair. I mean, I probably, I possibly would have saved Ginger because she looked like second most likely to win. But yeah, I'm happy with Raja as a win, but I would have thought that Ginger deserved to be safe. But I do also love the, if you're not the top halls there. You're in the bottom. I was like, the the power that that has, like, all four of them shot themselves on that stage at that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Iconic. Um, They go backstage. There's a lot of humming and hawing. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's a track record. Eureka has no wins, but she's done well. Um, They kind of looked like Eureka was going, but I didn't expect them all to vote for her, which was actually subsequently what happened. I, I thought that like I thought that there was no tension at all like once Eureka didn't win I was just like okay well Eureka's gonna go home because they have been being like very fair in how they've been doing like it it would have required like Raja to be like fuck this I'm getting Ginger out of here and like do a like a Naomi Smalls moment but like there's been none of that energy this season at all so I kind of was like okay right well we just now play the waiting game until Eureka leaves and probably then comes back the week after next once we get to the end of this game within a game <laughs> but for argument's sake like you could say like how you know it's it's a nebulous thing like how much is a win worth versus up in the bottom you know kylie's only been in the bottom twice now she only won once trinity has won twice only been in the bottom three times like i don't mm. know it's hard to know like in terms of if, if it was wins minus like bottoms Eureka, Trinity, and Kylie are all at minus one. So, like, it's hard to know. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love the bit about the scorecard. It makes sense. But I felt, I felt like we were at the moment to do a backstab. Do you know what I mean? And I thought mm. that Raja was going to gun for Trinity. As he said, like, it would, like, there is justification to get rid of her yeah. if she's on the minus yeah. one. But also, she was kind of saying in, like, her little confessional, like, you know, we're so similar in the kind of drag that we um, bring to the world. So it'd be great to get rid of her because then I'm the only one that's left in the competition doing this. Yeah. So that's where I thought her head was going. I don't know. Do we know what she picked? 
Well, yeah, she, she did. chose she Eureka. Eureka as well. Oh, okay. Now, now I also think uh, let's get into it. the The lip sync song with lip sync assassin Cameron Michaels was "Boom Clap" by Charlie XCX. First off, what song would you have chosen by Charlie XCX? I'm going home. Is first of all, is what happening? I cannot <laughs> believe they chose the only, like the only straight Charlie XCX song. I would imagine. <laughs> like, doesn't even she call it local now at this point? She, even she's like, she, she, it was fine. She, yeah, because she's like totally out of that era. She hates like fancy and boom clap energy like that era wasn't the one for her I there is an interview with Charlie XCX I can't remember who was interviewing her but they asked her if she could pick a drag race song for them to lip sync to actually I think it was Grindr that interviewed her (laughs) (laughs) and um, she said that she would have Broom Broom which is the correct choice like that would be so high high energy high great and or even like I thought maybe they might do Unlock It because that's yeah. like doing the rounds oh, yeah. over TikTok now. And obviously Kim Patrick's involved in that as well. Um, another gay icon. So I thought that that could have been a choice because they have done I Love It before. Yeah. And I think they've the done, maybe they have done Fancy as well. But even like Boys is like a mainstream pop yeah. from a- Charlie. That would be better. Because I-, I was expecting it either to be Boys or Unlock It. They were the two that I kind of thought it was going I, and I, boom clap kind of surprised me as the choice just because it's i, hate I don't know the, the energy <laughs> of it is so like mid-tempo yeah it's but, from the the cancer movie song like, or the, you know what i mean like oh I don't, like, yeah it's from fault like, in our it, stars it's a song that was offered to <laughs> hillary duff the hillary duff's team said no like that's that's the caliber of boom clap Sorry, is that a true fact or is that a or- no, like uh, there was, there was a rumor, and then Hilary Duff had to come out and be like, "Oh, uh, I never said it, no, but you know, uh, maybe my team did." So, like, it was shipped. Who the songwriter, whoever it was, did offer to Hilary Duff. I like Hilary Duff. I like Hilary Duff too, but like, she's not sl- she's not slaying the game in the pop world at the moment. She's not getting all any songs she wants. Did you see that yeah. meme about um, Matt Damon's oh, no. daughter with like, this is Matt Damon's daughter with <laughs> Hilary Duff doing the like, don't say gay. That's so yes. girly where it's dressed with the, <laughs> dressed yes. the top. Yeah. When you say gay, do you know what that means? Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic. Charlie would have known that was going to be being clapped. They wouldn't have surprised her because she probably would have actually... She, but why was she surprised up. then? She's sitting there in her Hannah Montana wig, surprised that they're singing boom, clap. Like, you could hear, like, the first bit was like, boom, 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 clap. And her face was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is what they're picking. Because, obviously, Rue has already referenced her new album. Mm, Yeah. Which you said, Keen, you didn't like. I'm going to drag you here. I I don't, I didn't really like it. I actually don't really like the new age of Charlie. Like, after number one, Angel, I'm not really, I, I, I... don't really Cut the camera. A lot of it. <laughs> I'm going on. Where's my lipstick? <laughs> but so, um, yeah, I well, I figured she would have had to sign off on it. That she would have had to be like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. okay with them playing boom clap. So that's yeah. why. I'm no, maybe maybe they like maybe they had a few options and they hadn't decided until yeah, like, because possibly. like if if she has been like very upfront about not liking that song, maybe she had like been gunning for them to pick a different one and wanted them to pick a different one. And then she was like, "Oh, right, they did go with this one." Yeah, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It like it, her first of all, her reaction didn't seem genuine. Like it did seem like a bit of a like a play up to camera. But also, like I can't imagine a world where her team would be like, "Yeah, boom clap." Do you know what I mean? Like it's just not the vibe at all. But maybe Rue was like, "If she's coming on, it's boom clap," because that's all I know, and that's yeah. all I think that the the, the the I don't know because sometimes it feels like they're a little bit pandering. To yeah. a less LGBT audience, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um. So maybe it was like they'll enjoy boom clap. You all remember the the fault in the stars. <laughs> well, no, I feel it's just like Rue. I I don't I don't imagine Rue likes like myself the new era of of Charlie XX. And he just likes <laughs> the basic bitch pop version. So you I and, think that Rue does not know. Just like on a getaway, listening to old. Yeah. I'm I'm reading myself <laughs> along with Rue here. <laughs> I just I don't think Rue does not know what hyper pop is, unfortunately. No. And, you know, but th- then again, it's so, some of his references are so out of touch. And that's just another, you know, showing his cards again here, being like, oh, boom, clap, the kids love this. But they don't. The kids yeah. don't. Well, they do. Well, Keen does. <laughs> I ain't no kid no. anymore, fortunately. No. <laughs> number one angel. Even anything off number one angel. See, the thing is, like, I don't recognize what is a popular Charlie XX song anymore. Like, I do know 
Boys probably would have been a good show too. But I thought Vroom Vroom, like a lot of people know what Vroom Vroom is, I'm sure. I mean, I think after One Angel has, is just like filled with like pop royalty like Carly and Mo and Ray and like Dorian yeah. Electra. Like, I think of that would have absolutely worked. Exactly. Pop too. But anyway, we can debate this out. <laughs> kind of just lip sync to Rue saying Mexico Tassin for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that's going to be the name of his next album, right? Now that he said it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Raja threw the lipstick, right? She didn't try. She didn't put any back. She didn't put her back into it. She was like, I don't want to be the one. She lived in room, bro. I'm not going to try here because I don't want to be the one to send you at home. I'm going to throw it to the panel. I don't know. I I think that it was like, I think it was similar to say, oops, I did it again in that it doesn't have a, a huge amount within it to do a big performance to because it all stays at the one level right the way through so it's hard to give like a performance that comes off as kind of like omg wow to us yeah because like i mean the only reason that cameron won was because they wanted a season 10 queen to send home a season 10 queen and he did the like cart or he did like cartwheel bit yeah, but we know Raja can do a cartwheel as well because she did it in episode two when she was lip syncing against Brooke. Like when she it was her against Brooke, it was like, what has she done? Okay, I have to up that. Like there was a real sort of absolute fight for the win there. Whereas Raja was like, oh, they've done a cartwheel. I can do a cartwheel, but she didn't do it. So I was like, okay, she doesn't want to win. That that's that was how I read the situation. Would you really yeah. though? Like if ten thousand dollars was on the line, would you really be like, I I'd rather just the Drag Race well, also, fans though are cutthroat. So if they thought that she would, like, you know, if the Eureka stands out there, whoever you are. <laughs> James, <Me>. James is one. But also, like, I'm not the sort of Eureka stand who's going to be, who's going to be out there, like, trolling anyone for voting for her because it was her time to go. Like, I was, I was going to say, I, I think gonna, everyone would direct that to you. <laughs> No, but also but yeah, like no, I, if if I if there was ten thousand grand online, I wouldn't have performed as lackluster as that either. Like I would have like attacked it more. They they chose not to attack it, and yeah. I feel there was a purpose behind that. Yeah, I, d- I don't know, but that, it's so hard to give much energy to that song. It is a good song, but it's like a sitting on the bus looking out the window song. Like because mm. the energy is very it plateaus. Like it doesn't really kind of reach as you said already. Like a height where you yeah. can do like there's no like this must be love like no one's expecting a death drop or a cartwheel or anything but yeah we got one and, and it's been ruined for me as well by uh the remix with i'm in my mum's car brum, oh brum, my like, <laughs> yes get out me car get out me car just like it's just there is been, a it's... full version of that on youtube and that's what they should lip sync to yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need. Get Tish Simmons <laughs> on the um, judging panel. On the panel. Yeah. <laughs> so that leaves the... They're calling it the top four, but we know the game within the game is coming and presumably someone's coming back after that. Uh, as Trinity, Ginger, Kylie and Raja. Any idea what the t- game of the game is going to be? Who do you think is going to come back, if anybody? Is it one? Is it two? Is it going to be all of them? It's Serena. <laughs> just, just Serena. I'd say seeing Serena post her looks on Instagram, she brought a fierce wardrobe with her. Like, but no, I, I mean, I think obviously it's like a lip sync battle, and I'm fully anticipating that Eureka will go back in because it would, it, it would have to be between Eureka and Pandora because they couldn't really have it be that someone from earlier, like way earlier, ends up in the top five. Like, I just don't think that they works. had Morgan though. Yeah, Morgan managed it. I mean, like, surely Yara will be able to lip sync them down, no? Yeah. But mm. she's, like, fourth out. Like, But you'd never justify them winning. Like, I, I, I was thinking in my head, Jan, at a push. Yeah. Because, obviously, just gone home before Pandora. But... but I think anybody who comes back can't win. Oh, no. Like, no. Well, like with Art no. Simone, like, if you've already been kicked out of the competition, you can't win. Yeah. That was insane. <laughs> coming back. So, um, so it's just who's back for... An episode, probably. So I'm assuming that it's like it's going to be the makeover challenge, or like so the next challenge will be the makeover challenge when we get back to the the top five. Yeah, I actually don't know what the one after it is, and then we're in the finale. The twelve episodes. So wait, do we know what's happening next? And so the next episode is like the lip sync Lala Perusa. Yeah. 
game within game within the game, whatever that is. And, oh, and then there's two more episodes. So one one more I'm challenge. Tired. I'm not even on the show and I'm exhausted. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Just Chris has done everywhere. If something's happening, it's on there and it will happen when it happens. <laughs> I don't do any countdown. <laughs> I don't do any promo. It's just like, oh, I felt like doing this. Here it is. Well, despite what you'd say, I'm not ready for the series to be over. I enjoy all the queens and I'm looking forward for them to do more. I just would like better challenges than the Strike Tots one. But next week better be good, right? We've been, t- we've been waiting for it for a-, a while, an age. Yeah, I have my suspicions that I have figured out that it's not going to be like the Lala Perusa mm. thing where all of the queens will be there where it's literally after each episode that one hour later the queen was like told to re-drag and go out onto and then like we'll see those lip syncs so it actually was in fact a game within a game just we weren't seeing it happen and Eureka is now running to meet the victor of the last however many weeks of of these lip syncs and I think that's a really fun idea and also it'll be like we'll get to see the judges again at the different points in their different outfits and the different guest judges make make another appearance so I mean it all is very fun. So you think it was filmed after each episode rather than all the queens are going to be shoved back into the workroom? No, I'm I'm fully I'm fully cer- certain that that's it because it means that they will have had, I, I suppose like in terms of allowing queens leave for kind of like leaving the bubble and stuff like that it might have worked so like they'll only need whoever they'll have had to keep whoever was the one queen that is currently in the winner position like around so I think that you, the, next week this will come down to Eureka versus whoever the the person is who's like survived the lip syncs across the week across the weeks that's fully convinced as me fully convinced as to what it is and i'm also fully convinced that eureka is rejoining the competition 100 percent. yeah interesting yeah i just think that's going to be so jarring as a viewer to see rue constantly change clothes unless unless they had like a look that they all changed into after each episode to keep the continuity across Oh, see, I think that the whole thing is going to... I, I'm excited for it because I the the clip for next week where it's like the queens are back in the workroom after they have just finished and they're all still wearing their drag tots costumes and the screen comes on. I think that we're going to be getting all of those queens watching the lip sync, lip syncs on the screen over the weeks and I think that's it'll format it. I put a lot of thought into this and I'm excited for it. More I think it'll be really good. I thought Eureka <laughs> was going to go out there and she'd just see like... In sort of all stars two behind the mirror style, like all Layla Millie Queen snarling at her. I no, I I'm fully convinced that that I I have I have cracked the code. I am the Sasha Bell, Sasha Bell. the yeah, drag, yeah. the drag, um, the, the drag diviner. Well, only one way to find out and join us here Saturday to dissect it all. And yeah, for those of you sticking on the main feed, we'll chat to you next Saturday. Otherwise, you'll meet us on Wednesday for the next episode of the Workroom, talking all things death becomes her we'll talk to you at either of those points (laughs) see you (laughs) love you Bye. bye this show is part of the head stuff podcast network a hub for the creative and the curious shows are produced in association with head stuff and the podcast studios dublin find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.